This is a Spoonyville podcast, chronically candid conversations, and I'm your host, Morgan Green. All right, all right, all right. Welcome back, you all. Um, I am actually recording this week's podcast on location at the radiology center because um, I'm doing some testing and getting some scans done. So it's a little different. I apologize if the audio is different because I had to record in a different way. But anyway, you guys, it is the end of May. Mental Health Awareness Month is coming to an end. Um, I had a really good time focusing on mental health and I was able to really get focused on some different initiatives that I really want to bring to our community um, pertaining to your mental health and your emotional health when you're dealing with a chronic illness, which is why today, well, by the time you're listening to this, it will be tomorrow. I released my first project, which is actually a set of affirmation cards specifically for people living with chronic illnesses. So, um, they're called Illuminate, and it's basically affirmation cards for Spoonies who just are looking for light amongst the chronic illness darkness because we know that having a chronic illness can often be lonely and depressing and really, really challenging. So, you know, um, on my blog, I've dedicated a whole segment to mental wellness. I personally have used affirmations a lot in my own journey as far as, you know, getting myself out of my mental rut. I've talked about using affirmations and like my self-love challenges and, you know, my love yourself well rehab. So this is really, really a, a project of labor. I feel like I gave birth and I'm just so, so proud. And I really am excited for people to start getting these and using this and just all the good that it's really going to do in the community. But anyway, that was not an ad, even though it was an ad. But yes. So if you're interested, they are available on my website. Um, under, um, what is it? Go to the shop and they'll be under accessories because there's like accessory shirts and like sweatshirts or whatever. So they're under accessories. But yes, um, if you're interested, definitely go check that out. I am shipping in the US as well as the UK and Canada. So yes, but anyway, um, also this week, basically marked the anniversary of me being diagnosed with myasthenia gravis. So I am officially five years in, you guys, and um, it's another year of my chronic illness journey in the books. And I really can't believe that it's been five years because it's like it seemed fast, but it also seemed slow, you know. And as the day started approaching, I started having all these different symptoms and things. And I just thought, you know, it was like PTSD or like phantom pains because like I still have um, phantom pains from when I had my thymectomy. And so my scar, my incision, I still get pain there, even though it's almost five years later. So when I started feeling a little weird, that's what I thought it was as well. But it's not. It's completely different from MG. So hopefully this new diagnosis journey is something slight and nothing to worry about. But if it is, I'll definitely take you guys on that road with me to, um, you know, uncovering just how I'm doing with that. But anyway, you know, as I sat down to really like journal and reflect about my five years, I felt like an overwhelming sense of relief and like gratitude, y'all. So I'm not really sure what I was expecting my life to be like five years post-diagnosis, but I know I didn't envision my current reality, you know? When I was diagnosed and then I first, you know, what does everyone do? They go to Google <laughs> um, or even ask people about living with chronic illnesses. It was like, 
the quality of life that they presented was very bleak and grim. And if I had to summarize everything that I got from that, it was basically like serious symptoms, doctor's appointments, medications, and just basically being like a recluse because that's all the stories that I heard. That's all the information that I was able to get. So having like success stories about people living happy-ish, and I use, I'm doing air quotes you guys can't see, or normal-ish because all those things are subjective. Um, lives with a chronic illness definitely seem few and far between and um well then again maybe I just didn't look that hard that's also a possibility too I mean Google does rankings the SEO so maybe it was somebody like on page 10 and I only made it like page five because who's really looking that far deep but anyway (laughs) so um I resolved that you know my life would be pretty much reduced to like bare minimum you know and worst case scenario I would lose everything and become completely unable to take care of myself and dependent on others because of my chronic illness but in reality you guys it's like different it's so different and I'm so thankful can you guys hear that car I'm in the garage sorry but anyway um like fast forwarding to today and while I'm definitely not the poster girl for you know how to beast chronic illness life I give myself a couple kudos and pats on the backs for just getting to where I am today because the truth is having a chronic illness is hard like I'm not gonna lie to anyone and say that it's not you know doesn't matter what chronic illness you have it's hard you know there are good days there are bad days and if I'm being honest when I went back to reflect, my good days have definitely outweighed the bad, you know. But I had to do a lot of work mentally in order to frame that because there was a point in time where I could have 15 good days and one bad day would make me spiral and I could forget completely about those two weeks that I had really, really good, you know, and just able to do amazing things. So that's like, that's why I emphasize um, mindset and reprogramming because it definitely makes a difference in your journey, you know. Um, having a chronic illness to me means prioritizing my health above all and I mean all work relationships fun everything you know it required being in tune with my body and to the point that I could notice just the slightest thing being off you know and be able to adjust to pivot and adjust you know it means advocating for myself and my needs because not doing so could end me up in the hospital or something you know tragic so it has been a a a self-discovery um and just getting to know myself all over again and you know once I had a baseline on like my symptoms and triggers and medications I've been able to like test the waters and get a true gauge of like what I'm able to do with my chronic illness and these this past couple years um definitely this past year maybe maybe the past couple because last year was a pandemic so blah no one really got to do anything but the past couple years I would say it was been pretty good in the neighborhood you know and I pretty much resolved that having a chronic illness doesn't restrict what I can do having a chronic illness has just changed the way I go about doing it you know so I kind of wanted just to commemorate, well, I can't speak right now, this occasion by reflecting on some of like the highs and the lows of my journey thus far. So I'll start with the lowest. 
And it's really hard to kind of pinpoint the lowest moment in my journey. If I had to pick, I say it was probably having a full breakdown boohoo crying in the dressing room at Marshalls. Um, at that time, you know, I was really uh, on a heavy dose of prednisone. And my pounds, the pounds were packing on. So I had to go buy new clothes. And as I tried on clothes, literally everything just made me look disgusting. And it wasn't the clothes. I was just in the middle of like a self-loathing, self-pitying phase. Because I probably looked amazing in the clothes, honestly. But because I was depressed and being super self-critical and lacking self-love, I couldn't see it. You know, so I was in that dressing room crying for probably like 10 minutes before I left and without anything, you know. My highest moment is probably a tie between the day the doctor said I could come off all of my medication and um, the opportunities that I had, like my um, interview with Self Magazine podcast, you know. So go check that out if you haven't heard it. Uh, All right, I'm lying. Uh, Being completely off medication is definitely the high point of my chronic illness journey because you know, when I was first diagnosed, the neurologist was like, oh, you just take this medication, you'll be on it for the rest of your life. It was messed in and just kind of sent me on my way. So, you know, thinking that I'd be on medication for the rest of my life um, to being adamant that I didn't want to be on medication to not being on a medication is like such a glorious moment for me. Uh, most embarrassing moment. I will never forget the day that I fail in public, you guys. Uh, what happened? I was driving home from work, so I was still working, and it was during the summer, and I was in the car. I was fine. You know, the AC was on. I was like, oh, let me just check the mailbox before I go in. And as I was walking across the parking lot, my legs just gave out, and the next thing I know, I was face down in the pavement. So I, like, stood up, you know, to see if anybody was looking at me, and I didn't see anyone outside, but they could have just been inside. Definitely nobody came to help me, but... To this day, I don't know if my neighbor saw me or not, but um, yeah, that was definitely an embarrassing moment. And I don't even know if anyone saw it. I was just that embarrassed. Um, Scary moments. My scariest moment was probably one morning while I was driving to work and my legs were extremely weak. All of a sudden, the car in front of me um, started slowing down and I was trying to press my brakes, y'all. And I felt like I was pushing with all my might and it just was not enough to slow down my car. So I just knew I was going to cause a collision. This was going to be like a catastrophe. But I'm a pretty good driver. So I just thought, okay, I'm going to drive over into the shoulder and kind of use the gravel and stuff to slow me down. And thankfully that worked. Um, I was a little timid about driving for about a month or so after that, but I got back on the horse. My proudest moment, hmm, that is a difficult one to choose. I was definitely proud of myself for getting my motorcycle license. Um, if you guys remember, um, I kind of documented my motorcycle license journey. Getting a motorcycle was something that I've wanted since I was like 12, and um. I failed the first time I took the test and it was really pressing or depressing rather because I wasn't sure if I failed because, you know, it just wasn't meant to be, you know, some things aren't for everyone or if it was MG. And if it was MG, that just made it feel like one more thing, one more dream of mine that chronic illness has stolen from me. So, um, I just really couldn't live with that, you know, not knowing. 
So I went ahead and decided to try again and I passed the flying colors. Like I went from the bottom of the class to when I retook it the um, second time, the instructor was like, oh my gosh, like I was at the top of the class. Like that was definitely a proud moment for me for, you know, it was like one of those moments where you just can't believe you did something and I was able to achieve something that I wanted for so long with MG. It was just like, I can't even really explain it, but yes, very, very proud. And I mean, not to be, you know, boastful or anything, but I'm also very proud of the work that I do here, like on my blog and on social media and with my past the mics, you know, everything that I do um, to contribute and improve just the quality of life and conversation for myself and the Spoonie community. You know, every time someone reaches out to me, to say that they can relate to something that I'm speaking about or writing about or posting about. I just feel like this immense sense of purpose. And I'm just really, really proud that I was able to take literally the most painful thing that has ever happened to me in life and find a purpose from it, you know? So I know I said I was going to choose one, but I couldn't just choose one. But um, yes, you guys. So if I can kind of summarize, you know, these five years living with a chronic illness, um, it's, I don't really know what to say. I don't know how many of you guys have been following me or even read my blog post when I first started blogging, but on my one year anniversary to MG, I actually wrote like a love letter to MG and, um, I'm going to read it to you guys if you guys want to hear it, but, um, let's see if I can find it. Okay. Got it. It says, Dear MG, I can't believe I'm writing this. Do you know what today is? It's our anniversary. Cue Tony Tony Tone Melody to play in the background. What did you get me? Oh, a symptom-free day? How sweet of you. You shouldn't have. Oh, no, wait. You most certainly should have. I've heard many people say that the first year is the hardest, and man, they were not lying. Like any great antagonist, you came into my life without warning. First, you did sporadic pop-ins and then decided to stick around more permanently. I remember it like it was yesterday. All the tests, all the appointments, all leading up to that moment when I heard the doctor say, it's myasthenia gravis. You've made this past year of my life borderline indescribable in the most negative way. You have been a worthy opponent, to say the least, pushing me off my life plan and giving me a good run for my money. Even when I tried to ignore you and continue to do me, you made it clear that you were in fact here to stay. Those first three months were excruciating. The more I fought it and ignored the boundaries you were establishing, the harder you fought back, bringing on new and more severe symptoms. But like Steve Urkel did to Laura Winslow, you wore me down. I think I've experienced every emotion under the sun. The confusion of what exactly you were. Hell, I couldn't even pronounce your name correctly for a while, let alone be able to explain you to someone else. The hopelessness of having something incurable. When you hear the words autoimmune disease and incurable in the same sentence, automatically my mind compares it to something like AIDS. The fear of what having MG meant and the impact it would have on my life. What about my plans? Will I be able to work, drive, have kids? The anxiety from never knowing how I'm going to feel day to day, hour to hour, second to second. Every day is like playing a game of symptom roulette. 
the anger and frustration of not being able to do what I once could do. The self-pity and hatred from peering into a mirror and barely recognizing myself with droopy lids and looking like a a long-lost clump family member. The embarrassment for my wide range of symptoms and side effects of medication. Shout out to my eye patch. I'll never forget the day I literally fell walking to the mailbox. The love from an amazing support system who makes sure to check on me and my progress. The excitement of being able to do some of the things I couldn't do during your reign, like make it to my room without stopping for a rest. The sheer joy of coming down off medications. I want you to know that while I most certainly could have gone through the remainder of my life without you, I think I've grown a toleration of you for the following reasons. You reminded me to not take myself so seriously, to let go of control a little more, to realize that even the most elaborate plans can falter by unforeseen circumstances. You forced me to self-reflect more, to ask who I am and what do I really stand for. You've made it easier to discern the people who are truly down for me and those who are just extras that need to be clipped. While your name implies weakness, I feel through you I'm becoming stronger. All things considering, I look forward to the rest of our lives together because for better or worse, or until they find a cure, I'm stuck with you. I'll do my part to respect you and your position in my life. If in turn, you respect my desire to still live a magnificent life. Please know that although you are a part of me, you are not all of me. You do not define me or my life. You simply give me more meaning. I plan to show you, the rest of the world, and most importantly myself, that not even MG can stop the real MG, me. Sincerely, Mork. Y'all almost teared up reading that because it's been a while since I read that. <laughs> that's crazy. Um, yes, that's crazy. Um, but that letter that I wrote was the first thing that I posted about my journey. So a lot of people didn't even know I was going through anything um, because I had kept everything that first year just so hush hush. But posting it was kind of like the catalyst that started, you know, is was will be. And um reading it just now you know I could definitely see the hurt um but I was trying to push through and I think that that mindset has definitely helped me get to where I am today so you know to that girl to that Morgan I just want to say thank you to her because she was strong she was tenacious she had willpower you know she got us here and I'm just so proud of myself for you know choosing happiness and choosing self-love and choosing peace with a chronic illness and um so yes that one passed the torch to me and I'm looking forward to passing the torch to me another five years from now so that is all I have for you guys today thank you for um celebrating with me so to speak celebrating the release of my illuminate affirmation card celebrating five years of mg with me and it was weird because i asked my mom like hey what do you say when someone has an anniversary of something traumatic and she was like congrats on surviving so thank you for celebrating my survival this far in my journey um 
and giving, helping me find purpose because without you guys, without other people in the community to, you know, speak with and collaborate with and, you know, correspond with, I wouldn't be doing this and I would probably still feel feel very lost in what was the meaning behind it all, you know? So to anybody else that is just getting diagnosed or in the middle of their diagnosis or, you know, in that journey, I just want you to be encouraged because it does get better. There are going to be ups and downs like you like I told you those moments. Those are just those are just a few of the moments that I've had over the past five years. But there's good and there's bad. So stay encouraged. And until next week, stay ill.